How do you play Mexican swag with drinks? Um, like we you chug, chug at the same time. Bitch, I'm drinking <laughs> wine. I'm about to die. I have to tell a story. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Red Rum and Red White. <laughs> Don't know the name of my own show. Our own show. <laughs> Look at me being selfish. I'm sorry. No, no, it's your show. It's this my is, show. This it's is our not show. The, this is not the Kristen podcast. This is the Red Rum and Red Wine podcast. <laughs> the show where we red talk rum, about... Red Rum, Red Wine. Red Rum, Red Wine. Red rum, red wine. The show where we talk about murder, mysteries, and mishaps. This is your host, Kristen. What up? This is your other host, Sarah. Back at it again, already bucking up our lives. Today's hard. Okay. It it's it's been a week to say the least. Like I don't know what it's it Monday. is. No, like everyone that I've heard, not like I have friends, but just like people on the radio and internet and stuff, were saying that they were having a really hard week. So Mercury must be doing something because everyone's miserable. But I mean, I'm glad yeah. that I'm not alone in it. Is that I don't bad? drink tap water. Yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> what are you drinking today? Because it's for sure not water, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I am drinking a beer called Lorelei. It's an American IPA from... Ooh. I think it's somewhere in Tennessee. That is such a pretty can. Right? It has a mermaid octopus looking thing on it. Right, and the colors are like super vibrant. Oh, Asheville, North Carolina. Love Asheville. Oh, so many weird peeps up there. Love the vibes and energy the, in Asheville. The label on the can is kind of that matte feeling, so it's super smooth. It looks like a really cool can. I wish I liked IPA still. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sweet, but not too sweet. Nice. Well, maybe I'll take a sip of it. Give it a try. Well. I am still dying, but I'm back. We're taking the wine. I had a little bit of coffee before this, so my drinking diet's a little weird right now, but I got some Apothic Cabernet to wash it down. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Coffee and wine. Oh, such a great combo. So mind you, it is drinks. Mind it, mind you, it is 9 p.m., but you gotta do what you gotta do when you're podcasting it's monday it's been a hell of a week it's been a hell of a week (coughs) and we still got six more days but we had a fun weekend i would say yes we appeared as guests on our friend derek's podcast a tilted world and it was our first time live streaming it was so cool we had a fun time and so shout out to derek for having us as his guests and check him out he's on instagram twitter youtube and all podcasting platforms so a tilted world check him out yeah he was an awesome host and we had an awesome time he's way better at talking than us i should say (laughs) (laughs) definitely carried like most of that conversation for us time yeah awkward silence and then derek picks it up for us but (laughs) no yeah it was it was great now it's just back to the two of us, and 
back to that morbid mood that we all love, huh? Yeah, back to us providing cringeworthy content, which is mostly us being cringe, probably. Most of the time. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, should we just get right into it? This one is pretty lengthy. I almost debated doing it into parts, but that's Mm -hmm. a lot of work. So then I was like, no, we'll just uh, we'll just all squeeze it in. So holy shit. Well, let me buckle up. I'm excited. Yeah. Crack one open and let's dig in. Sipping. Drinking. Dive in. Dive in. All right. So today we have a disappearance. Our very, yeah, our very first one. So I'm convinced that I pick my stories based on how hard it is to pronounce the name of the town. right off the bat i'm sorry i did listen or watch a uh, crime watch video and they did say it and i like made a mental note to remember how they pronounced it but of course i forget as soon as i sit down so today i will be talking about the disappearance of the jameson family oh Mm -hmm. jameson family yeah so this all begins in the town of eufaula eufaula Fowler, Oklahoma. Uh, the date is October 8th of 2009. I'm sorry. I, I'm relearning how to talk real quick. Mm-hmm. So we have 44-year-old Bobby Jameson, 40-year-old Sherilyn Jameson, and 6-year-old Madison Jameson, who loaded up the pickup truck and headed into the San Bios Mountains, only to never be seen again. Oh. So this disappearance and murder continues to baffle investigators and crimeaholics like ourselves, and there are a lot of questions that we have yet to be answered, so let's just dive right on in. Yeah, because it's pretty recent, considering. Yeah, yeah. Considering everything, like, I mean, it's not, it hasn't even been 20 years yet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, not cool. Cool, but yeah. You you know what we mean. (laughs) You're you're here to listen to it, too. You know exactly what we mean. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so a little backstory. Um, Bobby and Sherilyn got married. They have a daughter. Uh, yada yada. <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical backstory. Oh my god. Uh, the real things that you need to know. <laughs> so sorry. Just those reporting skills coming right at you live. All those eight years it took me to graduate college are really showing through right now. But. Uh, so the husband, Bobby, was in a car accident in 2003 that left him with chronic back pain. And in turn, this would severely affect his mood. Like, I can only imagine I get a headache and I turn into the crabbiest person. So <laughs> he's constantly feeling this pain and he's just a grouchy dude for the most part. Uh, Sherilyn was not in the clear herself. She did have her issues. Uh, she suffered from bipolar disorder and was prescribed medication, but she would often choose not to take it. Mm. And we've had an episode where we had someone with bipolar who didn't take medicine. And yeah, yeah, it doesn't always end good. Uh, in fact, in July of 2009, Sherilyn's ex-husband, so her first husband, Bobby, was the second, uh, actually took custody of her son, Colton, that she had in that marriage. And in September, she had actually uh, been hospitalized for a failed suicide attempt. 
So emotionally, things are pretty high in the household. They're not picture perfect. It's definitely something that is rough and uh, probably not the healthiest environment to be around. Uh, There was a custody hearing that took place and they allowed Colton to go up and state whether he preferred to stay with his dad or his mom. And he gave statements that he wanted to stay with the dad, that the mom seemed very depressed and often acted strangely, which breaks my heart. Like as a child to see that it's obviously not good and my heart goes out to Colton for Mm -hmm. having like especially when you have to go up to the court and like basically pick which parent yeah yeah it's just fucked all around him shouldn't have to go through that but yeah definitely sucks um so like I said she rarely chose to take her medication she obviously like I I get a lot of the same or I read a lot of the same things about people not wanting to take the medication based on, like, how they feel. And one of the blogs that was written about this, the girl was actually bipolar herself, and she attested to, like, how shitty the medication makes you feel, and you, it's almost kind of, like, not any better than if you were to just be off your meds and be crazy, at least in their mind, because they're so out of it and they just can't function and be a normal human. But at the same time, she would get severe bouts of depression. She would angrily lash out at everyone including her husband, because that was the closest to her. So it's not seeming like it's really any better, but that's just the situation that they're unfortunately in. Uh, So it's safe to say that this was not the healthiest marriage. Well, the family really did try to keep to themselves. They weren't really public. Like, they didn't socialize that often. They didn't really go out. They really stayed to themselves. Uh, So there's not really a lot of like witnesses to say like oh this was a shitty marriage it's just kind of like what you have to based on the accounts of the family and the family do say like oh yeah they fought but I mean like everyone fights so they try to paint Mm -hmm. it in somewhat of a better light so it's kind of hard to get a real good picture of what really happened right so both of them were highly spiritual individuals Uh, I do believe that they were pretty like uh, they attended church a lot and they were um, very into the church life and whatnot. Um, though this may not have been the best thing in their situation, not to say that highly spiritual individuals are bad, but they took it to a whole new extreme. Uh, mm. They had actually spoken to their local pastor about a belief that their house had been invaded by dark spirits and that they needed an exorcism performed on their house. Yeah, so... They had this notion that something was haunting their house. Uh, The mom, Sherilyn, had even said, like, their daughter, Madison, had been talking to an imaginary friend named Emily, but it wasn't an imaginary friend. It was actually a malevolent entity that, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, like, wanted to take her daughter or, like, maybe possess her. She said that there was, like, a long dead family that had died in the house that was currently possessing it. And uh, Bobby, the husband, had even asked the pastor if he knew of a place where he could purchase special bullets so he could Mm -hmm. actually go and, like, straight up Ghostbusters just go around shooting a handful of spirits that lived on the roof of their home. Uh, Yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, I I know a number you can call. It's uh, (laughs) Ghostbusters. So, also, Bobby had also talked to the pastor about how he himself was going to actually go and exercise these spirits and how he had actually gotten a copy of the Satanic Bible 
in order to do this, which I'm like, bro, I think you got the wrong Bible. (laughs) Isn't that like going to make it worse? I don't know. Maybe there's different types of exorcisms. I don't know. What kind you use different. um, It just seems like if you go to if you go to church, you should be using a Bible. Like that's like what the church teaches you. Crosses or rosaries or, you know. Yeah, I don't really know where the I don't really know where the thought process was behind that, but. It, it does make a little bit of sense that maybe they would purchase a satanic Bible because uh, Sherilyn was into some weird stuff, but uh, I get into that a little bit later. So the pastor has since left the town and like refuses to speak to anyone about this case <laughs> after he like gave the police his statement. But he dipped. Um, yeah, he dipped like after oh. he gave the statement and then like kind of the dust settled and he didn't really need to be there anymore he dipped and he like doesn't talk Mm -hmm. to anyone about it which i mean obviously i would be really freaked out about that like someone comes up to you and they're asking you about demons and possession and then they end up going missing that's like some literal amityville horror shit so i Mm -hmm. would not want to die from flies i would also leave so i'm he did (laughs) he did the right thing i would do the same but um when the police were done speaking with the pastor, they had actually went to friends of Sherilyn and found that Sherilyn had actually dabbled a little bit of, uh, or, ooh, sorry. She had actually dabbled a little bit in seances. Oh. Yeah. So she, yeah, she was, uh, into the witchier stuff. So she would, hold a lot of seances her friend said that she would always go over to the house and her and Sherilyn would do seances but Sherilyn took it way more seriously than she did and on top of this uh friends and family that had actually gone into the house before the family had disappeared said that there was like a heavy feeling in the house Mm -hmm. and that uh they would experience odd things going on but they didn't like go into detail saying like oh I saw a chair move or a plate being thrown it was just saying like odd things were going on in the house but with the way that the mental health was in that household, like, I don't find it that odd if you walk in and you feel like it's heavy because, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of heavy shit going on. Like, they were arguing constantly and it, like, wasn't a happy household, really, to begin with. I mean, like, it may have been okay, but it wasn't the happiest. You could definitely say that. Did they live on a farm? It's, like, hard to say. So they... It's like they lived in a neighborhood. They had neighbors that weren't that far away. And they had a house. It was on some type of large piece of land because they did have a storage container that was on the land. Hmm. And Sherilyn actually did take to spray painting the storage container with some graffiti. Oh, fun. Saying, yeah. She wrote, uh, witches don't like it when their black cats killed. Yeah, so apparently uh, there was someone in the neighborhood that had been killing the cats. I guess that uh, she had some outdoor cats and someone was killing it. So she decided to write that on the storage container in hopes to scare off the neighbors. And I mean, it worked. They believed that she was a witch and they tried to stay the fuck away from that house like as much as they could. Wow. Yeah, but to Sherilyn, they were just like self-protective messages. It wasn't. Go ahead. I want, I think I'm going to act like that when I get old and I don't want to be bothered by people. That's going to be Sarah. I'm going to just make everyone think that I'm a witch. So just no one talk to me. 
just do like full moon dances and a big bonfire completely mm-hmm. naked yeah people will never talk to you so it's it, i mean like it's not it's not far off i mean like going to the pastor it makes me believe that she they really do believe in this kind of stuff but yeah if someone were to write that on a storage thing i'm like they're just sticking around they're not like actually meaning it but i don't blame her using art as a message yeah you're an artist you know and especially i mean like people were fucking with their cats so i mean i would be pissed too would not be happy with that um but yeah i mean it it worked the family wasn't bothered by the neighbors and i don't think that the if they got other cats i don't think the cats got messed with again but the whole mood of this all kind of came to a headway on october 8th when the family had traveled 30 miles to an area called red oak in sands boys mountain range and the reason that they were going over here was that they wanted to buy a 40 acre plot of land and the plan was to live in a storage shed that they already owned on that piece of land which i mean like i don't really know 40 acres is a lot of land i know that much i don't i can't like conceptualize how big an acre is but Mm -hmm. that's a that's a fuck ton of land that's a lot so quick history lesson the sand boys mountain is a french term meaning without forest or without wood and it's a small mountain range in the southeastern (laughs) oklahoma and part of the grass there's like photos and i'm sure i'll like try and find a good one to post of like where the truck was found it's hilly but there isn't uh any trees or any i mean it's literally like without a forest yeah it's like (laughs) just bushes and like the little south, south, southwestern uh, dry balls that go across the road when the people are about to have a shoot down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that shit. The dry balls are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. What is, what is it called? It's like, it's not timber. It's like a, that's wood. It's, um, someone's yelling it right now. I just know it. Are you talking about a tumbleweed? A tumbleweed, yes. <laughs> yeah that so yeah it's just it's just a bunch of nothing it's like really uh it's hilly it's not flat land it's hilly but there's just like nothing on the land Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a larger part of the oachita mountains something like that uh and it's the frontal belt of those mountains and it's located in the haskell and latimer counties of oklahoma so yeah just a whole lot of nothing so bobby and sherilyn uh, went and visited an associate of the landowner of that plot and when the meeting was done they packed up their truck and they or no they packed up and then they went for a short 15 minute walk they took the gps with them they found a quiet spot on a hillside and they just kind of like chilled out uh and then after some time they returned to the vehicle and decided to drive down a little bit further uh no one really knows why they did this but they left their truck fully loaded they locked the door left the family dog inside and were just never seen from again now so they never made it to their new property they made it to the property i guess or like they had made it to the meeting with the person that they were doing the transaction with but after that they i guess like went on a walk and then after that walk they drove up a little further and then for whatever reason like got out of the car and just vanished like no one knows what happens after that whoa yeah so because the jamesons were like 
hermits. They didn't really, they like did their own thing. They were known to like fall off the radar. And Madison had actually been pulled out of school. No one, it took their family like four days to realize that they were actually missing. Mm. So after the four days, they start to notice like, hey, where's the Jamesons? No one's heard from them. What's going on? And they go to the cops. They start searching. People are wondering what the hell happened. I think like eight days after that, uh, October 17th of 2009, how, whatever math that is, uh, hunters on dirt bikes had ran across an abandoned truck in Latimer County, just northwest of Red Oak. And they had called the police to report that vehicle. So when police had went up to look at the vehicle, they initially thought, oh, this is stolen. It's only been here a few hours. We don't really need to worry about it. But those hunters had called and they were like, no, it's been here for a couple of days. Like, y'all need to go see what's up with this truck. It's sketchy. So once they looked into it, that's when things got interesting. So inside of this truck, which they did confirm were the Jameson's family truck, they found Bobby and Sherilyn's cell phone and wallets. They found maps, the GPS that they had used, Sherilyn's purse, some empty pill bottles, and $32,000 in cash inside of a toolbox. Also inside, they did find the family's dog. It was still alive, but it was extremely malnourished and dehydrated. The dog does end up being okay. I just want to make that known. He makes a, he makes a little guest appearance on Crime Watch. He's very cute. Yeah. (laughs) So when cops come to look at this vehicle, everything from the fuel to the engine, I mean, everything on it's working. Looks like it hasn't been in any type of accident. There's no broken glass around. There's no like sign of a struggle. There's no blood spatter. Nothing to make it seem out of the ordinary other than someone just walked the truck and walked away. Another thing that they found really interesting And what kind of puzzled them is they found an 11-page hate letter from Sherilyn to Bobby. Now, in this letter, she wrote about how he didn't care about his daughter. He was a hermit. He was a loner. He didn't go out. She listed everything that she pretty much hated about him. And in that letter, she stated, she told him straight up, I want to divorce you. I don't want to be with you anymore. So it's all like, what the fuck is going on? It's so weird. So this area is about an hour's drive from Eufaula. And they had, as soon as they found this truck, got 400 volunteers. Crime Watch exaggerated a little bit and said 1,000, but Mm -hmm. I think it's more 400. They got horses. They got mules. They got ATVs, drones. They got a 16-team cadaver dog. Found nothing. Oh. Nothing. Couldn't find anything. What? Yeah. And rumors start to swirl. Yeah. I mean, people are thinking, like, random fucking shit. They think, like, maybe they wanted to go missing. Maybe it was a hit for hire. It's like some crazy shit's going on. They just don't know. Unless, Uh, oh my god, so Okay, sorry, go. Uh, They did get those cadaver dogs. And they did find a scent that was near a water tower that wasn't that far away from the truck. And they kept, like, I guess going to that area saying, like, oh, maybe something's a little sketchy right here. But they didn't find anything, and the water tower had been previously drained, so it's not like the Jamesons, I guess, had, like, went to the water tower for water or anything like that. I don't know. Hmm. 
Uh, but that was an interesting thing that I did see in the research. Unless they're in the water tower? I They checked it. Oh. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that they had checked the water tower before. They at least knew that it had been previously drained, so I'm pretty sure that they took a little look-see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, we'll find out later. Uh, now, one of the weird things um, that investigators found about this was that Sherilyn's son, Colton, that she had from her previous relationship, had actually seen the family two weeks prior to their disappearance and had told... And said that when he saw them, they had no, or they gave no mention to wanting to move to San Boys. So it was, I guess, like really random that they were suddenly wanting to move houses when he had no inkling that they were doing this or would even be in that area. Uh, I don't find this that weird. I don't know if that's just because I'm a fucked up kid. My, My dad and my stepmom got divorced and I literally did not find out until... I was driving home from the airport with my grandparents asking why I wasn't going home. And they were like, oh, your parents got divorced and you're not allowed at that house. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's happened to me. So I don't think it's that weird. Anywho, (laughs) the only thing that investigators did find that was weird once they started digging was a surveillance video. And, oh, I did want to send you this. So they found a surveillance video outside of the Jameson's house of them. And it's just straight up bizarre. Like, there's no... (laughs) It's so creepy. So I love a bizarre video. (laughs) Yeah, let me send this to you real quick. Yeah, so in this surveillance tape, it's just straight up fucking weird. So Bobby and Sherilyn are walking back and forth from the house. I'm assuming that Madison's in the car that... You don't, like, see her at any point, but what you do see is them just walking back and forth, like, up to 20 times, probably more. Sometimes they're carrying items. Sometimes they're not carrying anything at all. Apparently, they, like, change outfits at one point, and they don't say a word to each other. They literally just, like, walk back and forth in a complete zombie-like state, and this is the day that they disappear. Yeah, it looks pretty, um, chopped, though, like... I'd like to see a better version. Yeah, I tried to find a more clear version, um, but I guess this is, like, real early 2000s, so. I mean, CT. Because it's, like, probably, like, the last time. Anyone saw them. Or, like, like any video. Yeah, any video was recorded of them. Yeah, it's really. Well, and and just, like, what they're doing is really creepy. Mm -hmm. It's like they're not saying anything. It's just walking back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes with nothing at all. Like, what What are you doing? If there, It's just like there's no logic to what they're doing, pretty much. So right. it, it's just all up in the air. When you look at this, I don't know about what you thought, but I thought these people are probably on some drugs. They're, like, not obviously in a right reality. They're, like, on something. Or something's up with them. So they were wealthy, right? But frugal? So they were both on benefits. So they weren't like wealthy by any means in fact from what i read they were like in some financial troubles okay i'm just, okay so like neither of them worked thirty five thousand dollars cash left in the truck yeah who does that drug dealers right no yeah well why would you leave it i don't know 
that's the thing and it's like we'll get into the theories later on but like how would someone obtain that much cash like there's no way that they got the 32,000 in benefits in cash like you know what I mean or like they they didn't get that cash through benefits like no way so like where did they get the cash from and why are they and why are they acting so weird like you can't say that like I get that the CT or the whatever surveillance footage is grainy, but like they're walking back and forth. They're not saying anything to each other. Sometimes they're carrying things. Sometimes they're not like even they change clothes at one point. So it's like they're doing weird, illogical shit. It's not someone who has their life put together. It's like you don't do that for shits and gigs, like just to do it sober. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. I don't know. The cops even got a psychologist. So uh, let's ask a professional okay. here. And they did. They got a psychologist to look at these tapes. And the psychologist agreed it looked like it was someone that was on drugs. Um, it's kind of hard to tell, but they look really emaciated in that. Like, they were both pretty skinny to begin with. Like, when you look at photos of them from when they had just had Madison, like, as a baby. Like, they're both pretty skinny, but apparently they're even more skinnier. I don't know. Um but yeah, it's just like completely irrational behavior. The psychologist says like they have to be on something. There's no way that someone would rationally do this right before they take a trip, at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They also looked yeah, into the phone also, records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're not on drugs, they probably usually are. Mm-hmm. It has lingering, you know, like. Yeah. Well, they were on some type of drug because Bobby had chronic back pain that he was medicated from and oftentimes the family said that he would like be pretty out of it from the medication so it's not like they weren't on drugs because i really don't care what you say pills are fucking drugs it's like a step away from heroin or meth half the time like Mm -hmm. pharmacists are just drug dealers in white coats (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's Um, it's just have you seen the pharmacist on netflix no what's it about oh my gosh it's really good is it like no it's a documentary series about this guy who's a farm who was a pharmacist. And oh, and his like son the died. And his son died. I saw he, that. Like, totally yeah. goes to that well, for the, it's so the, fucking yeah. true. Well, I mean, like, we, we, we got to talk about it at one point, but it's yeah, just so fucked series. how people are able to get away with this. Mm-hmm. We digress, but it's it's seriously fucked, and like, you can obviously tell like. Either way, these people obviously were taking medication and it obviously affected their mood. If Sherilyn wasn't out of it, Bobby was out of it. And if Sherilyn wasn't on medication, she was going... She had mental health issues that were making her, like, angry and irrational. But the cops also did look into the phone records of the mobile phones that were found in the truck. And they did find that an outgoing call was made to the voicemail on November 12th. But it would have been locked inside the truck at that time. And authorities don't really know how the phone call could have been made and that's like kind of the last i hear about it so it's definitely weird uh it's like sometime after they find the truck so hmm. it's i don't know like the maybe, dog probably made or that dial. well no this because i they find the truck on like in october and this isn't so october 17th they find the truck and the outgoing call was made November... Oh, my God. Where was it? November 12th. So, like, that's almost a month after the truck was found. I'm thinking, like, yeah. 
maybe one of the cops fucking did it like on accident but i don't i don't know like it was in the evidence locker and something accidentally got hit like i really I don't know. know but it it's just weird and i don't think they don't really think that much of it because that's the Unless only thing i hear about it they're live and they changed their number well that would have been a good theory until november 16th of 2013 when just 2.7 miles off from where the jameson's truck had been discovered Deer hunters had stumbled across the skeleton remains of two adults and one child. So the bodies were so decomposed that it took eight months before investigators were able to confirm through forensic testing that the remains were in fact those of the Jameson family. Their bodies were found in the smokestack hollow of the Panola Mountain. This area is extremely remote. Uh, by the time the bodies were found, obviously they were extremely decomposed. It only consisted of three skulls a number of bone and bone fragments and the victim's shoes along with some scraps of clothing. And it was also said that uh, Madison had a dried flower p- placed right by her. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I feel like oh my gosh, is this so bad but could it have been a road rage thing gone bad? It's like roadside fucking the area is so remote that I wouldn't say road rage, but there's a theory that kind of is like that. And we'll get into okay. that a little later. Okay. <sighs> so obviously when people find the bodies, they have questions. I mean, these bodies were found less than three miles from where the truck was found. They got over 400 people to do this huge search. Like yeah. why, why weren't these bodies found? They had cadaver dogs. They had everything. I mean, it Holy seems... And it's not like like the history lesson five minutes ago said. This is the no woods forest. It's like <laughs> there's not a lot of shit to really like cover the bodies. So it's kind of weird. And they're wondering like what the hell happened with that? So all the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation told reporters was that despite the size of the search party, the falling leaves potentially obscured the bodies. Okay. I'm like... Don't people move the leaves like, when you're searching? Like, many leaves were there? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, there's. I guess we gotta take it, because you're the boss here, and I don't fucking know. So, since the bodies were out in the oh, elements... Wait, there are no trees! Exactly! So, where did the... Oh, the bush. <laughs> there, there were bushes. But, like, okay. do, so do leaves fall from bushes, I guess? Leaves. Yeah, they it's could, weird. yeah, but... Oh my gosh, okay. It's Sketchville. Okay. So I really don't, like, I get that the cops are out here trying to do their job, but if you're going to give me a bullshit excuse, like, maybe think a little bit harder than that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was it sounded... Goods, I don't know. I'm, I haven't... I saw some photos of the area. It does look like maybe a lot of leaves could gather. Maybe I'm just, like, really <laughs> upset because there are no answers, but I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's all weird. So... Uh, since the bodies were out in the elements for so long, there was extensive decomposition. It made it pretty much impossible for coroners to determine what the cause of death for the family was. Now, it was reported that when the bodies were found, there was a small hole that was uh, initially expect- uh, suspected to be a bullet hole that was found in Bobby's skull. Mm. But it would later be determined that it wasn't a bu- uh, bullet hole and that it was just, I guess, like 
due to time or where but the hunters who found bobby's body completely disagree with this they say like in our opinion that looks like a bullet yeah. hole and in my professional opinion i agree i haven't <laughs> seen the photos but i think it's a bullet hole but it was only found in in bobby's only on Not, bobby's skull okay yeah none of the others had it so i agree with the hunters i think it was a bullet hole that was in the head but we don't know but yeah so that's pretty much it like after this you would investigators were really hopeful that once they found the bodies this would really get the case rolling like hey they would get some suspects they would get some clues some real shit would start going down but i mean nothing really came of it they had tons of people that they interviewed and brought in and questioned and possible suspects that could have done it but i mean nothing hard enough to ever bring anyone in or charge anyone so it's just mm. now all that's left is people wondering well, what the hell actually happened out in those yeah. mountains like yeah because i know you're gonna get into the theories but you know you think about how the money was the $35,000 cash was left in the truck they weren't being robbed exactly it's 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 just, it's so confusing because with every theory, it sounds good, but there's a hole in every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And like none match up perfectly. None of them make perfect sense. And that is what is so frustrating. Each of these could have a slight possibility of happening, but there's no one that's like absolutely hands down, this is what happened to them. I mean, there's just no way of knowing. And that yeah. is what I think is so freaking insane about this case i mean like i don't know if y'all know but disappearances are my niche like mm -hmm. out of true crime disappearances are what get me going like it's the what if it's the questioning it's like the thousands of possibilities of what could happen and you just like it's the not knowing for me i just yeah, it's un yeah, it, I, it irks what... people but for me it mm -hmm. like that's what scares me and that's why i just I get oh, yeah. so intrigued with these. I just got oh, it. So I think I have another favorite um, theory that I favor, but Which one? there's definitely a hole in it. So about like, what if it was a murder suicide? Okay, so that's actually one of the theories. Yeah, but then they're but it took a couple days for them to be noticed as missing. So their bodies could have gotten covered up by leaves, I guess. But really, could they have gotten covered up that much where no one would find them? With it, it took them suicide because you can't like bury yourselves you know yeah well it took them so it took them eight days to find the truck from when they initially disappeared mm. so i guess that's enough time for leaves to cover it up it's also but they would have found a gun or something it's also entirely positive like they could have just completely missed the area. I mean, I know three miles doesn't sound like a lot, but it kind of is a far distance. And if it's not, if they were searching in the left side and not the right, or if they stopped right before they reached that spot, I mean, like, I'm going to be devil's advocate and say maybe it could have happened. Like, I hate to think that, but I don't know. So, obviously, the murder-suicide is honestly one that i think of as one of my go-tos for this case so Yay. obviously after they found the 11 page hate letter uh 
cops were thinking that. And I mean, I fucking did too. You have a woman who is mentally unstable. She's not on her medication. I was, maybe it's my bias towards just reading a case on a guy who was also not taking his medication and well, then I mean, killed my someone. My first go-to was aliens and that wasn't... Maybe the aliens fucking that, buried them there. Sense is... Who knows? There's maybe the sense. aliens put them there. You never know. <laughs> you literally, it could have happened and we just don't know. But so obviously they find that 11 page. They think something's going on. Another thing that is interesting that I should mention as to why this theory is so popular is that homegirl Sherilyn owned a 22 caliber pistol. 22 <laughs> caliber pistol. I made that sound so not cool. <laughs> you can tell I've been drinking wine. So, um, she had a point twenty-two caliber pistol with her, and she always kept it in the trunk. It was, like, well known that she liked to carry her gun around. And as we know, Bobby was found with a small hole in the back of his head that could easily be mistaken for a bullet wound Mm -hmm. uh but again the hole in this case is that there isn't any gunshot evidence to madison or sherilyn yeah now what i what i think is that sherilyn and bobby were definitely doing some kind of drug and that there were empty pill bottles in the car Mm -hmm. or in the truck I think that Sherilyn may have shot Bobby and then used the drugs to kill herself and Madison. Um. Why I may think this, I don't know. I think it's plausible. Like, it, it, if it were to be the murder-suicide route, like, that's maybe how it would go. Women tend to poison themselves. And I would not want to shoot my child not to say that I would ever kill my child, but I guess if, like, she had at one point told Bobby, like, I would rather Madison, like, ah, I forget the quote and I thought that I wrote it down, but she had said that, like, she didn't want, um, Madison growing up, like, alone with Bobby. So she was kind of implying that, like, she maybe wouldn't want Madison around at all if it was the choice of being left with just Bobby. Like, if Sherilyn were to maybe take her own life, which she had attempted to do. It's really out there, but I just think maybe it's something that could have happened. I also think the fact that there was a dried flower right next to Madison's remains, like, that's just, like, a motherly thing Uh that you would do. Right. It's just, like, I don't know. It... It seems very weird, but I don't know. They were all laying side by side, face down. So that's the one thing where I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't know why she would put them face down. Like, I would imagine if I were to kill myself, I would lay myself face up. Yeah, unless Um, you're overdosing, maybe you just like kind of lay down. I mean, I don't know. And then, like you had said, the gun was never found. So, the gun was missing from the truck. So, I mean, like, they just uh-huh. never found they just never found the gun. It's not like they found it yeah. and whatever. It's just straight up gone. That's it weird. did take it did take them 4 years to find the body. Like I I know wind can be pretty strong. I don't know if it would be strong enough to like move the gun 
it seems more plausible that maybe someone may have found the gun or picked it up or like maybe yeah or maybe you know how the other theories were his whole and his goal being to like being weathered or whatever or maybe he could have gotten the injury by another method of a different kind of tool that's pokey or or maybe um, or hit on a rock that punctured him or something i don't know or maybe it wasn't Sherilyn that had used the gun at all so another popular theory was that this was some kind of like drug deal gone wrong and this would make a lot of sense with the 32,000 in the car. Mm-hmm. But double-edged sword, the fact that the 32k was still left in the truck, that's odd cuz you makes me if you're doing a drug deal like you're going to take that cash. Yeah. It's it's one thing I guess to like I guess you could say like maybe Bobby lied and was like, "Oh, we don't have the cash on us." And like maybe they tried to like steal their product and ended up getting killed. Mm-hmm. But it's like they would have at least checked the truck. Yeah. They would have, like, it. There's, like, you. I just think for a drug deal, like, there's no way that they wouldn't have gone through it, found the cash, or at least taken the cash. Like, if you're killing because of drugs, you're usually killing over money. So, I don't know. It's also, uh, this is also a plausible idea because the Jamesons had lived in an area that was well known for its drug activities. Namely, they had a lot of, like, meth labs in the area. And, in fact, Bobby had actually reported that someone was running a meth lab shortly before they disappeared. Mm. That makes sense. So, I mean, like, maybe that could have been motive for retaliation. And it lines up to the theory, you know, of they were on drugs and acting weird. Yeah, because, I mean, like, look back to the surveillance video, like, they weren't normal. I mean, like, I guess you could say that would be normal day-to-day activity for them, but for a regular person, I guess, if you were to just see your neighbor doing that, like, I would probably ask them if they were okay. Yeah. (laughs) Or, I don't know, Um, maybe, maybe text my mom and ask what I should do. customers, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's fucking, (laughs) it's fucking weird. So, and they're acting strangely. They appeared gaunt. I mean, it's a common sign of methamphetamine (laughs) use. Uh, Not that it straight up means that you're using methamphetamine. It's just the dominoes are kind of laying how they are. Yeah. Um, And also, it's just like, where the hell did they come up with that cash? They were both on disability. Mm -hmm. No way they could have made that. Like, they weren't working. Um, it would also explain the recent behavior that was shown by the Jameson. So, like, the sudden lash outs, the really short temper, the acting really strange, the kind of falling in and out, not communicating with family that often. I mean, it took them four days to notice that they were missing. It's kind of seems like maybe they were taking something. I mean, the family said that Bobby was out of it a lot. Now, the cops didn't find any drug paraphernalia in the truck, at the house. There's no evidence that they have taken drugs. All of this is purely theory. Speculation, yeah. Yeah, speculation, that's a better word. But 
It's just weird. The family says that they have a hard time believing this one because they're like, there's no way that they would have brought Madison. Like, they don't see them doing that at all. I'm like, I don't think you really know people on drugs then because. Yeah. So the fault with the drug deal gone wrong alibi. No, theory. Uh. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) You're getting quality content here, guys, okay? (laughs) So the reason that the family had a really hard time believing this theory is that they were like, there's no way that the couple would have brought their daughter to the drug deal. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have happened. Or like if they making were making a pit stop on the way, they're like, maybe one last drug deal on the way. It, if they were on drugs, then that's exactly hands down how it would have gone down. Exactly how you just said it. Just imagine it, mm-hmm. like in the backwoods. It it like when you're on drugs, you do not care. I saw yeah. uh Walter White. Uh, <laughs> what's that show? Oh my god, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. <laughs> I've seen Breaking Bad. I saw that one couple that was on meth. And that one child in that one scene. It was bad. So it doesn't... I know that was a show, but unfortunately, it's really not that far off off, from someone who's heavily in the midst of doing drugs and has a child. So as much as it, like, breaks their heart to think that, if they really were doing drugs, then they easily would have brought their six-year-old. Either that Mm -hmm. or, like, left her at home alone, which... I'm sure the home alone now, in retrospect, seems safer, but it's... It still fucks me up that the dog lived, though, because a lot of people would have just, like... And that's another thing. So, like, why I have a really hard time believing this theory is why do you leave the dog, but you kill the six-year-old girl? Mm -hmm. Like, what... I don't know of a lot of cases where a six-year-old has been responsible for, like, throwing down a drug team. I mean, I do understand that the mafia does kill children younger than that, I'm sure, for far less. So maybe I'm not that far off, but it it just seems weird. Like, why would you... If you're willing to kill a six-year-old girl, then why wouldn't you just kill the dog? Yeah. Is that fucked of me, up of me to think? But I'm just no, like... No, I mean, that's what I was wondering is, like, throughout everything, why did the dog live? And why, and why wouldn't you take the cash? It's the cash exactly. that is the biggest question mark in this whole thing like and that's what throws it in for such a whirlwind is like one why was the cash there and two if they were really killed by someone why wouldn't they take it unless like i guess they didn't know obviously they left the dog in there it's okay it's a tiny dog it's not like they were scared that the dog was going to attack them or something like that and that's why they didn't search the truck like this is a tiny little like multi shih tzu type looking dog it's not going to do shit like either could have opened the door and let it go and it wouldn't have bothered them or they just didn't search it for a reason or like maybe someone planted the 32k mm-hmm. to like add that extra layer because it yeah. the 32k really messes me up that's mm-hmm. like the one thing that i have a really hard time figuring out with this yeah it's very odd yeah but it, it there's just no way if it was a drug deal that they wouldn't have taken that money in my mind like right 99% That's a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, unless, like, they just didn't know what was there, but then within a drug deal, how do you so, not know there's money anywhere? It, like, it was You'd hidden. Search 
it was hidden. It wasn't like it was out in plain sight, but exactly like you would search it. The cops were able to find it. If the cops could find it like easily, these drug people could have found it. It's like, it's not like it was really hidden in a safe or they had to like cut some seats open to find it. Like it was hidden inside of a toolbox. So it's, yeah, it, it, it's not in plain sight, but it's not that hard to find. You know what I mean? It's just, it's all dummy. I don't know. I'm like, you could say, like, Bobby could have said, like, oh, I don't have uh, the money on me. But, I mean, like, why would they take his word for it? Or why would they take their word for it? Yeah. That they Like, I would have at least searched. It's, it's just fucking weird. I don't know. Another theory. Instead of drug dealers, satanic cult. Oh. Yeah. There's always got to be that one thrown in there. It's not that far off. So, um, and actually, I think I'll probably use this photo. They said it was, like, in the area where they went missing, but there is a photo that you can find when you Google the Jameson's death of, like, an area that they claim was, like, immediately where the truck was, and literally, like, a couple of feet off, there's this abandoned car. It's, like, a really wrecked car. No way for you to move it. Like, and apparently some satanic culty things were written on it. Oh. And Sherilyn didn't like that. And her friend actually said that she had, like, wrote over the satanic message and, like, had put some positive vibes. Like, some real, like, peace, love, live, laugh, love, you know. Probably that. She was just, like, writing over it. So she was like, maybe that could have upset someone. Obviously, if they're... Someone is, like, willing to go out into the middle of nowhere around an abandoned... Like, I think of that one photo, you know what I'm uh, talking about? It's the people in all black hoods around an abandoned car on fire. And they're all just, like, hands Mm. raised, like, around... Do you not know? I'm going to post... I I will post that photo. It's so fucking creepy. But I just think of that when I... recognize it after seeing it, but... I'll send it. I'm going to send it to you right now. All right, and sorry, after looking up that photo, the car is not on fire, but let's just say it would have been such a nice dramatic effect (laughs) if it was. (laughs) But yeah, like, when I think of that friend describing that scene, like, this is what I think of. I think of, like, yeah, I think of them, like, all standing (laughs) around, like, this is some serious shit. This isn't, like, I wouldn't joke around with these people by any means. Like, I'm a shit stir. I wouldn't stir that shit. (laughs) So... It obviously is, like, kind of weird. They thought, like, maybe she would have pissed off the wrong person. Mm. Also, Sherilyn's mother, Connie Cocotin, I'm so sorry if I said the last name wrong, uh, claims that the daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughter were actually on an Oklahoma cult hit list. Oh. Yeah, so she was quoted to say that uh, this part of Oklahoma is known for that, cults and stuff like that. From what I've been told and from what I've read, I was told that she was on the cult hit list. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. And I mean, it's coming from her mom, so it's... Yeah. I don't think she would have a reason to lie. It's... And I mean, like, Sherilyn was kind of, like, into that witchy stuff, so maybe... Mm-hmm. Not that cults are witchy oh, by Co-Co-Ton. any means, but Co-Co-Ton. there are... Cocoton. Cocoton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But I looked it up and I'm like, wow. No, yeah, you're good. 
But shit. Either way, it's just like um, it it's weird. Not that all cults are uh like that, but like witchy. Yeah, and but they can be satanic, witchy, or religious. Yeah, but it's too. like there are definitely cults that are like that. It's just it's weird. But the cops were never able to find a link to any kind of cult, nor were they, mm. like, the mother never gave a name. She never said, like, this cult specifically was targeted. She just said, like, a cult in general. Mm-hmm. And there are a shit ton, so I don't know. And the theory kind of, like, dries up there. Police weren't really able to find any kind of, like, link to this theory. It's all kind of weird. <clears throat> One of the obvious ones... I'm just going to mention it real quick before I forget because it's at the very top of my notes. One of the theories that was said, and I think is literally the least possible, but we're still going to talk about it, is that they got lost in the woods. So Mm. authorities said that they had possibly just decided to lock the dog in the truck. They were going to take a quick walk and for whatever reason just took the wrong direction and died of hypothermia before they were able to make it back to the truck safely. Was it uh, that cold? It's not that cold at that time of year. It was October, right? October 9th, I believe, is when they went missing. It can be cold, but... This is Oklahoma, though. Yeah. Oklahoma's cold. It's up north. It can it's... be. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Ohio. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, hello, it's right above me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I... The dog's name is Maisie. Yeah, Maisie. Sorry, I did not say that. Thank you for doing my job for me. No, it's okay. Yeah, I just... Uh, but I mean, well, definitely... So even if it's not, like, that cold, definitely at nighttime in that kind of, like, terrain, it, it for sure can get... Dip into, like, 30s, 40s. You could for sure get hypothermia. Like, uh, I don't think that they were wearing any type of equipment ready to be, like, camping out for a day or two. Mm-hmm. But one, okay, so I I have, people have definitely uh, not been able to find their way back and they've only been, like, a mile out. So it's yeah. totally possible for them to be 2.7, like, three miles out from where their truck was and get lost. But the thing is, is that Bobby had really bad back problems. I mean, he was highly mm. medicated. Half of the time was completely out of it because he was on such high dosage of pain pills. Yeah. So, if not the pain pills, Bobby's back problem would have made it extremely difficult, if not like impossible, for him to take this journey. Or if yeah, he just did to walk randomly that far, yeah, especially or, if they're just going to use the bathroom or something. Yeah, walk I, that far. It's extremely hilly. Like even though there isn't a lot of woods, it's not like a super hard hike. It's well, I don't know. It may be a hard hike, but it's it's still like you got to climb up a hill, and I've mm-hmm. climbed up a hill. Shit's not easy, okay? <laughs> Talk about out of breath. It's hard. <laughs> and I have a bad back, okay? Yeah, we got some scoliosis up in here. Some worse <laughs> than others, I won't say who. But... <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry, I got your back. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> got your curved ass back. As <laughs> for Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, <I> slay. <laughs> But yeah, it was just like, there's an, I, on a good day, don't want to go on a three mile hike and I'm in okay shape. 
So I don't think with the bad back that Bobby would want to do it. So it makes it, it makes you seem like it's not something that willingly would have happened. Also, authority, authorities had said that the way that the truck was parked, and I mean, like, by looking at the photos of it, it's it's not on a for real road. It's kind of like on a dirt road, but it's parked as if, like, it's suddenly stopped. Like, they just, in the middle of the dirt road, decided, hey, I'm going to put this in park and I'm just going to leave it here. Mm-hmm. Either that or, like, someone said, hey, stop and get out, and they did. So it's... Because, you know, the truck didn't have a flat or anything, right? No. It was perfectly yeah. fine. It wasn't out of gas. No mm-hmm. flat. The engine was running. I mean, there was no reason for them to say, like, oh, there's something wrong with the truck. We got to stop and try and fix it. It wasn't anything like that. It's either they got out on their own accord or someone forcefully stopped them and got them out. Mm-hmm. But even then, from what they described, I mean, I know, like dust and what all that stuff can like probably like move the footprints or maybe any sign of a struggle that could have happened it possibly was enough time but i don't know i yeah it's there's literally a hole in every one of these and that's what makes it so hard so it's I, I really don't think that they got lost in the woods out of all of the theories. I think this one there's is no trees or anything. The closest to bullshit. Yeah, it's not even woods. They, <laughs> they didn't get see lost. Their, their car from probably two miles yeah, away. Yeah, probably just get on a really tall fucking hill and you'll be good to go. So it, it's just weird. But it's a theory that they said, I gotta throw it out there. I gotta do some of my research. You what know? really gets me is the forest without trees. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's that. Uh, I thought that went. That's what made a forest a forest, but I guess not. Not only do you learn about forests in here, you learn French terms that mean a forest, so you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go home and tell that to your parents, huh? Okay, so this next theory, honestly, it came out of the ballpark for me when I first heard about this case, and I'm sure uh, when investigators started doing research on this, it was kind of thrown out in the ballpark for them. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I mean, I, I have daddy issues, but (laughs) shit, girl, not like this. Well, we'll see. Okay. So one of the theories is that Bobby's dad actually killed them. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's insane. So it just took a twist into childhood trauma, Bill. So the family actually did have a choo-choo here's your conductor the (laughs) i was gonna make a joke but just know i'm the conductor for a reason so the family did have a protective order against bobby's dad uh his name is bob dean jameson uh so the protective order was filed in 2009 so this was just six months before the family disappeared so the plot thickens a little bit when they mm-hmm. find this out. So when they uh, get this protective order, there's a claim that uh, Bob Dean Jameson had actually threatened to kill Bobby over some business dealings that had gone wrong. So what had happened was that Bob had owned a gas station and Bobby had worked like in that gas station and they had some kind of like handshake and agreement that I don't know if Bobby was paid some kind of salary or whatnot but it was agreed upon that when the gas station would be sold 
that Bobby would get half the proceeds. Hmm. And whenever the gas station was sold, it Bobby didn't see a cent. So obviously tensions grew really high. So yeah, I do believe that this happens after the whole gas station feud. I'm sorry that I didn't do my research that good, but at the same time you signed up for this podcast, you know what you're getting. So on November 1st of 2008, Bobby's father actually hit him with the car. Oh. Like full on on purpose hit him with the car. Like this wasn't a little, oh my God, I'm so sorry I accidentally tapped you. It's like, no, I'm going to fucking run you over and I hope you don't get up. Oh. Did he get up? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but then he went on to disappear, so now we're like, well. Oh, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. What's going on? So there were also rumors that um, Bob had ties with the Mexican mafia. Oh. It also kind of ties into the drug theory. So, like, if Bob was in the Mexican mafia, maybe Bobby started, like, selling product for him. Right. Right? Like, I mean, I didn't really think of that, but it could have yeah, happened. I mean, right? Who I don't knows know. what the local scene is like? Obvi- like, people in Oklahoma are definitely down to do drugs. Mm-hmm. They definitely love meth <laughs> up there. <laughs> when you get into certain parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I don't know. Maybe they saw it as a good business opportunity. But then again, they're... <laughs> They're not good business partners because obviously the gas station and the hitting with the car. So obviously I just disproved that theory right there. But you just, you you never know. You never know. You never know. But then again, Bobby's father dies like two months after the family went missing. Oh. Yeah. So he decides, sorry, he decides to die in December of 2009. He dies in December of 2009. And um, actually at the time of the disappearance, he was in hospice. So the uncle claims. I don't think that there's any like official documentation saying that he was in hospice, but he dies two months later. Like he wasn't in good shape. I don't think that he would have been able to physically handle the killing of three people. Right. But that doesn't, like, exclude him hiring someone to kill them. Yeah. So, the uncle? Who yeah. Is he? Yeah. Where the fuck was this uncle on that day, huh? Mm-hmm. What does his bank account look like right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's... It, at this point, it's just like we're never gonna know. Bob died. If he did hire someone... They're probably long gone. They're mm-hmm. probably not going to talk unless they're drunk in some bar, which it's, we should be hearing about it any year now if that is a possibility. It's just, it doesn't seem possible that in his months leading up to his death that he would have taken the energy to pull out a hit. Right. But at the same time, like six months before he died, he was doing some, or like eight months before he died. So six months before the family disappeared, eight months before he died, they had gotten that protective order because he was fucking threatening to kill him and hitting him with cars and shit. So I I don't know. Like, there are holes, but at the same time, it's weird. If I were on my deathbed, you could easily make a hit. But there's just, I feel like at this point, it's really hard to prove it. Mm -hmm. So it's up in the air until someone possibly comes out and says, hey, I was hired. But at this point, I just really don't see that happening. 
So the next theory comes after a show on investigation discovery disappeared, pops on the air Mm -hmm. in 2010. So once the show comes on air, the authorities receive a really strange phone call. Mm -hmm. And in this phone call, there's a woman. And what she says is that she is a part of a white supremacy group. And that there's a book. And in this book contains a list of a group of people, like a long list of names of everyone that this group has had a problem with and needs to be taken care of. Yeah. Of course, I'd be on the phone like, okay, I need more details. Please Mm -hmm. give me more. I don't really believe you. People are fucked up. Yeah. Like, I need receipts, girl. Give me some hard ass evidence. (laughs) I need all the receipts. I need times. I need dates. I need names. So she says, okay. She has been going to these meetings for a while. And it's kind of, I don't know if she's trying to be like a vigilante. I mean, like you're going to white supremacy meetings. So I don't know if you're going there and you feel bad that there's a name of books or a name of uh, a list of names. Yeah. Yeah. A book of names that want to die and you don't want those people to die but at the same time like you're going to white supremacy meetings so i i don't really know like what her intention was there but she said that she would go these meetings and try to memorize as many names as she could and she would go back home and she would look up these names on the internet and what she found was that many of these names were actually missing person cases around the area and on that list of names was the jameson family what yeah and she yeah and she did give she did give some receipts i'm so she spoke about bobby's wedding ring which i wasn't able to get like a photo of investigators did keep this under wraps so i would understand why i wasn't able to really find one but it has a certain Mm -hmm. insignia on it which she was able to tell in detail and investigators said that there was no way that people would have known about it unless yeah yeah, that they would have like known bobby that was the only way that they would have really known about it and she also talked about how members in the group she overheard these members saying how they wanted to take care of him and i'm sorry this is really disturbing one of the guy one of the guys had supposedly talked about how he had liked to put madison on his lap and how good (laughs) it made him feel oh no so I don't know how this guy would have known the family or known Madison. Uh, I don't think that the Jamesons were a part of a white supremacy group. Uh, Like, later on, I'll kind of, like, go into detail about why I think they wouldn't be. Um, So, I don't know if, like, maybe this guy knew them around church. It's not, like... that's probably why they were put on their list, because they weren't involved in the group somehow, Maybe, like, they had been invited and... Yeah. Well... Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And so, actually, it's good Mm. good thing that you brought this up. Scoop, scoop. So, actually, there was this handyman that had lived with the Jamesons, and his Mm -hmm. name was Kenneth Bellows. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, like, undetermined how long he had lived with them, uh, but for some time he had lived with them. He was, like down in the dumps, just needed some help, and the Jamesons took him in and were like, we'll get you the help that you need. Because they're, like, very involved. They're very spiritual. They're, like, helping out 
give one a helping hand, whatnot. Uh, I mm. guess, like, they were able to, like, keep their personal shit under wraps and have this guy there, too, like, in the house. And I guess, I don't know. But it came out of headway when, in August of 2009, Bello, the guy that was living with them, had found out that Sherilyn actually had some Native American heritage. Oh. And revealed his racist ways. Oh, wow. So he was a white supremacist himself. He was an okay. asshole. Mm-hmm. And he started to talk shit. Like, I guess make little jabs here and there about her heritage. That's so annoying because it's so recent, you know, when you consider. And they're, you know, Oklahoma's full of natives, so. Yes, and I'm sure that you can attest uh if you look up a photo of Sherilyn, she doesn't look very Native American, like, when mm. you look at her at first. So, Sarah, I know that, like, you have dealt with that in the past of yeah. people calling you out or trying to say shit about your heritage because you look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it's like people are fucking assholes and Sherilyn was having no part of it. Just like you don't have no part of it because mm-hmm. fuck people that do that shit. She wanted to show her daughter that in no way is this acceptable for humans to treat other humans like this, which I completely agree with, hands down to you, Sherilyn. But the way she went about it, I don't really, uh, I don't know if she did that right. Maybe, okay. maybe you don't show your daughter that it's acceptable to uh, bring out your point twenty two caliber pistol and shoot it <laughs> at the ground by his feet. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever. I wrote my notes down like that. Okay, I don't know. I don't do guns. how it's written, but I don't do guns either, but I do know you can just do twenty two caliber, twenty two cal. Okay. She had a .22 cal, you know. (laughs) And she just started putting that thing into the ground right by his feet. So, um, eventually, she moved it from the ground by his feet just straight at him and said you need to get the fuck out and basically kicked him out of the house which i agree he should have been kicked out because in no way is that acceptable and you shouldn't Mm -hmm. talk shit about anybody based on anything that has to deal with anything other than how they act as a human being yeah but i i don't think maybe that way was the best Mm -hmm. i agree but at the same time this gives motive if Bellows was maybe a part of this white supremacy group, he could have easily gone to them, said, this crazy bee did all this ish, yeah. she's Native American, let's it fucking could have get been her. him or someone in his group. Yeah. So it, it doesn't, like... Or all of them. Ugh. Yeah. It, you don't fucking... And then that quote about Madison, fucking weird. It's just, like... Mm. Yeah. Gross. Ew. Yeah. It's all weird. It's all sketchy. It's... And the fact that this woman was able to, like, describe in intimate detail, like, the ring Mm -hmm. that Bobby had, and, like, obviously, when you think of a wedding ring, you don't think of an insignia on a wedding ring. Uh So, if it wasn't made public information, how would this woman have known? Unless, like, maybe she... I don't know. When I look at photos... I guess I didn't, like, do enough evidence of, like, zooming into the wedding finger, but I don't 
think that you are able to tell right off of a photo mm-hmm. that has been put to the public. So it, it adds a layer of mystery. Like, yeah. how did this woman know? Does this validate some of her claims? Or is she just some fucked up woman who saw an episode and wanted to get some 15 minutes of fame yeah. anonymously and, like, make some fuck up fucked up shit? Like, people fucking suck. That's my slogan for life. Like, you just Hell don't yeah. know. You really don't know. It's It definitely adds a layer. Uh, it, it's definitely something to think about. Mm-hmm. Do I 100% believe it? No. I, I'm, yeah. I'm leaning more towards other theories, but... It definitely is an interesting one, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Mm -hmm. So the next theory that authorities and people give us, Simba (laughs) is trying to ruin this fucking podcast. (laughs) Simba, I love you. It's okay. I know you can hear my frequencies. It's okay. You're a sweet, sweet boy. You just like to eat way too much. (laughs) Good kitty. So another theory that these uh, the authorities had come up with was the witchcraft um, possession theory. Mm-hmm. So obviously after talking to that family pastor, uh, Gary Brandon, and after Brandon telling the police that the family had been involved in some kind of spiritual warfare, they thought that spirits were in the house, the friends and family had maybe fed in to the idea. I don't know if they had voiced their opinions to Sherilyn and uh, Bobby, but they thought maybe the house was haunted and maybe like yeah. kind of fed into that energy of telling them like, yeah, something weird happened or something strange. Uh, cops did find a witch's Bible when they searched the house, but I mean, it fits the description of the satanic Bible that uh, Bobby said that he was going to buy in order to, like, cleanse the house himself and, like, drive the spirits away. But um, it it didn't help that they found this. Yeah. And then on top of that, you had, like, Sherilyn writing on the storage unit, like, oh, witches, cats must not be messed with. And, like, it's just kind of weird. But at the same time, like, Sherilyn had wrote over the satanic messages on that one car, so if she wasn't any kind of witchcraft, I guess it would be, like, a good kind, but at the same time, her spirituality seemed to be more of, like, a godly. I don't know, but she did do seances, so it's hard. It, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was just figuring it out, dappling in some shit. Yeah, she was just experimenting, learning herself. Yeah. It changed with her moods. It. We literally and do if- not... If you think your house is haunted, you're more willing to kind of do research into other religions or beliefs to figure out Hell like yeah. what's going on. Yeah, you know? and it's it's hard to say because it's the friend didn't like go into detail about what they did the seances on. If she was like asking specific questions to the spirits that she thought was living in the house or whatnot but fun yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, like why night let's do a ouija board (laughs) fuck that don't ever fucking ask me that (laughs) low-key it's not ever gonna happen i know what we're doing this saturday (gasps) hail to the no (laughs) i don't need no demons in this house i don't believe a ghost but holy shit i don't need to find out that way let's okay yeah no (laughs) We'll do the baby powder by the railroad tracks. That seems okay. much safer to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's fucked. They don't 
they don't have any baby powder to put on the back of their car. <laughs> they, they don't, like, they don't have the for sure way of, like, asking the spirits straight up, hey, are you here? And showing the cops, like, hey, spirits are here at my house. So it's, <laughs> you just have some parents doing some kooky things with their pastor. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a satanic uh-huh. vehicle that was not that far away from where their truck was abandoned. You you have a lot of, like, spooky shit in the middle of this disappearance, which is why it's so intriguing to me, because it's, like, a little mix of everything, you know? Yeah, and how close they were to their car. And yeah. The, Every, the it's, search party was so big. This should... It makes you think, like, were they somewhere else for a little bit and put there afterwards? It's, oh, my God, no. That's literally something that I thought about. No, yeah. I... One of the theories, as soon as I heard that the cops say, like, oh, maybe it was the leaves, I was like, no, maybe it was someone had waited mm-hmm. until they were done searching and then mm-hmm. placed the bodies there. And it mm-hmm. seems like, so if it wasn't a motherly thing to have that flower, that dried flower pa- placed uh, by Madison. Oh, my God. It was a sympathy. It mm-hmm. This person was sympathetic. Yeah. But it. Then it's like, how? so how did Sherilyn and Madison die, though? If you didn't find bullet holes in them, like, if they weren't killed execution style, was it maybe, I mean, it's not right. like they found, well, they Unless didn't. like, bullets to the chest, but then yeah, they didn't because, find bullets no, stuff, well, right? they didn't, well, so they didn't find the full skeletal remains. Like, oh, they didn't find full heads. skeletons. It was the skull, the three skulls. Uh, like some of the bone fragments I had said it earlier like a little bit of clothing was left oh but God. like you it's not like they found the full three skeletons so definitely over yeah. the four years like some shit was moved around so yeah. it's that's why I'm like it's totally Holy possible shit. if a, like I don't know what kind of bones were left but it's like if yeah. a fucking rib cage was able to like move into nowhere then like I get that a gun is metal, but a gun could totally, like, fucking blow off or, yeah, like, get buried and we won't were, find like, it for another year. And, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, or for someone, like, if they did, they took Sherilyn's gun, they killed him, and then they took it. And, like, mm-hmm. we're we're never going to find it until it, like, pings off a register thing, which probably won't because by now the numbers are probably shaved down. And it's, and, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. or it's, like, in the fucking middle of the ocean somewhere. It's just, like, we... There are so many fucking questions, and I'm we're just not going to know. But the yeah. last piece of evidence that I will give, and it ties in with the last theory that they do uh, give us, I guess, the audience, unless you think of your own like we're kind of doing right now, is that the family was kidnapped by pedophiles. Mm. And Sarah, I did send you a photo Go look uh-huh. at it now. Now is the okay. time to open it for the grand reveal. I've been people, waiting for this all night. People of the podcast, go to our Instagram at Rar Podcast. I will post it. So this photo that Sarah's looking and gasping at right now is the last photo that was taken of Madison. And this was found on Bobby's phone. And for those her who father, cannot... right? Her father, yes. For those who can't see... It seems kind of like a normal photo, I guess, until you hear that it's the last photo of this six-year-old alive. Because mm-hmm. they She's... are off in the woods somewhere. Yeah. So, like, you do see a tree. So, it's not, like, completely woodless. There's 
definitely a woods behind her. There's like a rock. There's some brush. There's what looks like a tree. It's fairly wooded. But it's her. So sorry. It's her expression that uh, yeah, she's not I happy. guess makes it. Yeah, she's really awkward. She, she has her, her arms crossed. She looks like she's in the middle of complaining. She's like kind of looking off to the side and she kind of like has that awkward kind of like laugh smile, Saying, you know, like, like I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's like what I it's the look that I give when people ask me if I'm okay. I'm like <sighs> Exactly. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm uh, I just go uh. You need to charge your phone. Me? Mhm. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, the people, or the family and friends that saw this photo are so adamant that Bobby and Sherilyn did not take the photo. But, but the photo... Where would they have taken it? Because of the trees and stuff. So, there's no doubt that it wasn't taken in the woods. But the family and friends say that Bobby or Sherilyn had been behind that camera, she would have been, she wouldn't have looked like that. She, she would have been smiling. Yeah. She would have smiled. She would have looked at the camera, which I'm like, my son isn't six years old, but I don't, I remember slightly being six years old. Oh yeah. If you're and I have photos of me at six years old. She could have been grumpy in a tantrum. Anything. I was given the ugliest faces to my I mom at six. Tantrums. Hell yeah. So when I heard that comment, I was like, that's a little silly. Like, you can't you can't tell a six-year-old to look over and just expect them to look over and smile. Like, they're fucking six. Yeah, but th- what throws me off is the wooded area is because the whole scene of, you know, where their truck is and everything is a non-wooded forest. Okay, so I, I may have, like, budged how remote and, like, non-hilly or like non-woody it is i mean it's pretty hilly it's just not like a it's not a solid wood Mm. it's it's like a it's like a landing strip you know it's not a full bush okay yeah if uh i'm thinking correctly of my oklahoman experiences it's a lot of semi-wooded semi-bush semi-farm yeah, so, like, I'll send you a photo right now of kind of what the terrain looked like. So, like, obviously in the greener areas, that's, like, where you have some trees and whatnot. But it's, like, really only in the middle. And then around it, it's pretty desolate. Like, there's not really... It, it's just a lot of, like... Good one. Ground. Yeah. Come here for big words that you shouldn't use in everyday conversation because we use them incorrectly. But, yeah, so, I mean, like... It, it's, I made it seem a lot less flat than it is. It has some woods. It's just not like the Appalachian Trail, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean. Yeah? That's really it that they have for theories. Wow. My gosh, I think I'm leaning into the, okay, so since they're full skeletal remains weren't discovered i'm leaning less towards the murder suicide obviously um wait why less why less because their full remains would have been found but like over over four years no maybe yeah because if they're preserved and covered up 
it's less likely. But they, they weren't covered stabbed. up. If they would have been like, if, if just they, dead and buried in like an unmarked grave. But you can't bury yourself if you. But it's like dinosaur fossils aren't found intact. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like certain certain if they are left out in the elements like they were, it's totally possible for like a fucking rib cage to go if, missing. But then they'd find the gun. But that, like, if the rib cage could move, then, like, why couldn't the gun move a little bit? Or know. what if someone, like, found the gun and just picked it up and, like, mm-hmm. didn't think to look around the area? It was, like, just some teenagers and they just happened to find the gun, but not the bodies. I don't know. I think there's more into it that we don't know. And I. Because just how do you explain, you know, the dog being alive? I not think a hundred skeletal remains being found, not the gun, cash being there. If it was a drug deal, what they would have had the drugs and sold them, and they would have they would have had the cash and drugs. And so a thousand they, percent, if it wasn't Sherilyn, it was somebody outside of the family that killed them. Yeah. Is that obvious? And how do you feel That's about really... Sherilyn's mom doing claiming the cult thing? I believe more of the white supremacy thing after that investigation caller than I do mm-hmm. about the cult thing. Yeah, well, cult, cult. True. It's all culty. <laughs> but it's, it's just... What I think happened, if it wasn't some kind of hit that was put out by this group or that was put out by Bobby's dad... Which, and I know, I know I said that it wasn't. I didn't find it sus that the son didn't know. I want to say in the crime watch that the, like, the mom and the family, other family members did know that they were talking about moving. Hmm. So it's possible that people could have known, like, what their plans were. But it's hard. Like, if it's a hit and they didn't say anything, how did they know that they were going to be in that area? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Unless, like, they were following them. And I so guess I'm it's... looking at that map now. And I see where the Jameson truck was found. I see where the family remains were found. And then in the middle of it is Smokestack Hollow. Yeah. What's that? That's, like, the area. The name of the area. Okay. Ugh, that's weird. Yeah. I'll post... I. It's kind of hard for... There are so many photos. So, I will post the ones that I think are best. If you want to look, go just Google the Jameson deaths, go to images. They're all there. It, this case is so mind baffling. I mean, there, I'm really into disappearances. This is not the first one that, or sorry, this is the first one that we're going over. This isn't Mm -hmm. the last one that we're going to go over, but it definitely in terms of like theories, usually you have like one or two and you're like, yeah, that's solid. This one, it's like, you can kind of have an understanding for almost everyone except for the lost in woods i'm like i I just don't think that there's any way that they got lost in the woods no it was everyone except that one yeah that and like homeboy you can't get me to hike three miles like let alone a guy who has back problems and then like you have a six-year-old i just no it it's all very i don't think that they were kidnapped by pedophiles because I, a pedophile would have taken Madison, unless mm. 
they were, it was like for a day thing, which is really disturbing to think about. But I just have a hard time believing that they would have left Madison with the parents. They would have taken her. Yeah. Or like, like eventually gotten rid of all of them, held on to him for a while. At least like her. dump the parents and then take Madison and he would have found her at a different location. For not an expert, but someone who likes to read a lot about true crime cases, I just feel like that's the most plausible thing if you were a pedophile. Like, that's what you would want to do. Why would you want to keep her near the family? I guess, like, if they're dead and you're really that fucked up, you wouldn't care. You would just yeah. get well, it done. you know, people have different fantasies about kidnapping in general. I guess. Whether it be kids or not. Yeah, I'm and not that fucked up. I really can't think that <laughs> yeah and then well there's then you could kidnap the whole family and then abuse them differently and who knows because yeah I, and it's it's just so hard because you can't you don't have a uh you don't have a reason as to why they died like the autopsies weren't able to find anything out mm-hmm. so you have no idea how they died all you know is that they were laying face down side by side and that's it. Yeah. Ugh, that's creepy. It's fucking tragic. It's terrible. The fact that a six-year-old had to get drawn mm-hmm. into that for whatever the reason was is horrifying. And yeah. either way, you had a entire family wiped out, and we have no idea why. Right. It's just yeah, literally so, leaves you, you awake know, at night. The scariest thing is the unknown. And yeah. Because you just have yeah. so... Like, who are we to say that fucking aliens didn't, like, scoop them yeah. up and just plop them back down? I mean, like, mm. we have heard crazier. Right. Shit's crazy. It's so insane, and this is gonna probably be one of the first things I ask God if he's real and I <laughs> go to heaven. I'm like, hey, what yeah, happened right well, here? I need to know. Shit. That story definitely killed my buzz. Yeah, that is the Jameson family disappearance and murder. And holy shit, I need to chug the rest of this glass after that one because it's (laughs) now really late at night and I have to go to sleep. (laughs) Don't cry. And I have a baby boy and now I'm really concerned. But it's just, whoa, was it drugs? Was it revenge? Was it rage? Was it perhaps in stance? What? (laughs) What did you just say? (laughs) Uh, Like, okay, so it's circumstance, but by perhaps. So perhaps in stance? Am I making it up? I've never heard of that term, but you do you, boo-boo. Okay. Yeah, let's just Since 94. Perhaps in stance? Yeah. Perhaps in stance. It's so it's perhaps it's so per happenstance. I just it fucking boggles the shit out of me, man. Well, I yeah, I'm gonna be left with uh, questions as I lay my head down tonight. And yeah, <sighs> thank you're you. Welcome. Wow, you're welcome. I'm so glad that I could ruin your night because yes, I, I definitely ruined mine doing the research for this one. <laughs> I've heard of this case, but it was a long time ago. And yeah. so, um, Same. I definitely kind of, 
the refresher was nice as much as it was a buzzkill, but thank you. It was, I don't want to say fun. It was interesting to do the research on this and kind of like relearn the case, learn some details, because obviously I was a wee mere child when this happened, so Mm -hmm. I could only concern myself with about five seconds of the non-morbid shit. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to be thinking about this at least for the next hour. Hell yeah, me too. Well, uh, sweet dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sweet dreams. If you have any theories, any... Any additions? Any additions, anything that you think that you should add, feel free to email us. Our email is redrumandredwinepodcast at gmail.com. Yes, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. It's at... R A R W podcast. Yes. And if any of that sounded confusing, feel free to <laughs> look down below. Because <laughs> we're a little tipsy at this point. Look down below. Rawr, it podcast. will be rawr, it's linked down below for you. Uh well we hope that you keep drinking. Yeah, keep drinking, (laughs) ponder this topic, tune in next time, I'll be talking about a a fun tale where a parachuting accident goes wrong. (gasps) I'm excited, okay, (laughs) well, oh fuck, is that wrong to say? I feel so bad sometimes. I'm intrigued. okay, once you kind of see what's involved, because it's like, eh. I'm intrigued to hear the details of this mysterious case, well... Until next time, keep drinking your rum. No, keep drinking your... (laughs) Keep drinking... Red wine while we talk about red rum. (laughs) Keep drinking your wine while you watch out for that red rum in the mirror. (laughs) Well, until next time, this has been Kristen. (laughs) And Sarah with red rum and red wine, bitches. Bye. Bye.